0: Good morning, everyone. I'm a little bit nervous today, but it's okay. I can see some smiling faces, so that should be okay. Um, But today we're going to be talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, before I start, I just want to pray if that's okay. So Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for allowing us to be here today in your midst. And I just pray that you take total control and that whatever you want to say to us today, I pray that we shall receive it and that it shall fall in good soil in Jesus name amen so being filled with the Holy Spirit what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit so I want to start off by doing an illustration so can I have two volunteers please yeah thank you <laughs> do you know what I might just go with one. First of all are you okay with me holding your hand Is that okay? Fine. So being filled with the Holy Spirit. So as we know, the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, right? God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we know that there is a difference between knowing the Holy Spirit and actually being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'll give you an example. So if you want to move all the way to the right, I'll tell you when to stop. Yep, stop. So let's say that you are the Holy Spirit and I am a human being. So I know the Holy Spirit. I know that he is powerful. I know that he is part of the Trinity. I know that I need him, but that's it. There's just this kind of gap. But when I am filled with the Holy Spirit, I am intentionally walking towards him. You can walk towards me. I'm intentionally walking towards him and I'm intentionally partnering with him so I can do what God has called me to do on this earth. So this is what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit, knowing that we're not going to do anything in our own in our own flesh, in our own vein. The same way that we sang, oh God, the battle belongs to you, we are saying, Holy Spirit, I'm going to partner with you because when I try and do it by myself, I'm saying that I'm going to do the battle by myself. But if I partner with you, I am declaring that, oh God, the battle belongs to you. You can sit down. Thank you. So we know that the Holy Spirit empowers us because after Jesus was crucified, after he resurrected, but before he ascended, he said to them in Acts 1-4, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, meaning that you cannot spread the gospel, do the will of God or serve him, without the Spirit, because we haven't been called to do things without the Holy Holy Spirit. We know that the Holy Spirit equips us. He leads us. He reveals to us. He reveals to us the secrets of Jesus. So when we try and live without the Holy Spirit, we are literally living in vain. As Christians, we find ourselves vulnerable and not prepared for the battle that each day brings. And it's a shame when we do that because we miss out on the opportunity of actually finding out what God wanted us to do on that specific day when we choose not to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to turn to 1 Corinthians two fourteen sixteen, 16, which says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can elevate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. And how do we have the mind of Christ? It's through the Holy Spirit, because we know again, when Jesus left, he said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit so that you can know me, so that you can do my will. And I just want to give a disclaimer. I know this says that they can understand. So in this, the scripture talks about those who are, are spiritual can elevate and they understand. But I want to give a disclaimer at this point, that sometimes the Holy Spirit asks us to do things that we don't understand and frankly, we don't want to do. So for example, sometimes he may ask you to be friendly and smile at a a person, let's just say an interesting person with an interesting character. He may ask you to do that, but it, it may be another extreme where he may ask you to share a word to someone, a word that he has given you. And I have an example of this actually. Back in 2014, I went to do some mission work in Brazil, in Manaus. Um, and during the mission trip, we went to, yeah, went to the, the Amazon rainforest, which was amazing. We were in the city of Manaus and as missionaries, we were there to pray for people, play, play with the children and, and feed them. And at one point, I remember we went to a particular home and there was a girl and her face was so harsh, like a little guy, I think she was maybe 14 and her face was just extremely harsh. And this was the first time in the trip. And just to to give you a bit of background, we had no phones, no social media, no nothing. Um, It was literally, we were literally there to make sure that we are fasting and praying and really seeking the Lord. I remember at one point we were on the boat and it was raining. And our pastor, you know, he encouraged us and he said, let's pray for the rain to stop. And we prayed, we prayed and, and literally within five minutes, the rain stopped. So we were just very kind of high on the spirit. So this, this girl was in front of me, and the pastor asked, does, does anyone have a word for anyone there? And I remember I kept on hearing, tell her she is important and that I love her. And I was like, mm, no, nah, you're not talking to me. This is just me. And I kept on hearing again, tell her she is important and that I love her. Again, I just said, mm, this is not for me. Third time, tell her she is important and that I love her. So I put my hand up and I asked the translator, please, can you tell her that she is important and that God loves her? And her face was still like this. And I was like, oh goodness me. But then after that, I asked the translator, can we go into the room with her? Can we, can we speak to her? And I said, look, I have this word for you. And I, God kept on saying it to me and I don't know why he keeps on saying it. And she started crying. And she explained that her dad had um, remarried and had a daughter. And she's actually the the first daughter. But what had happened is her dad got a tattoo of the other daughter declaring that that was her first daughter. And that made her feel unimportant. And it made her not feel loved. And that's why God wanted me to tell her that she is important and that he loves her. And the truth is I, I probably didn't believe that God was talking to me because... I wasn't the pastor. I wasn't the prophet. At the time, I was just a university student dipping in and out of the world. I wasn't perfect, and I never will be, but I was focusing so much on who I am and not enough on who God is, how gracious he is, how kind he is, and how even if I'm not perfect, he will still empower me with the Holy Spirit. I mean, if we look at the Bible, we see how... Although he knew that Abraham would lie about Sarah being his sister, he still said, Abraham, you are going to be the father of many nations. We look at Moses, who had a stutter and didn't believe that God wanted to use him and and said, please, can Aaron speak on my behalf? And although he said that, he still said, "Um, Moses, I want you to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. You had Ruth, who was not from wealth. She had lost everything. She had lost her husband, but she married Boaz. You had Saul, who persecuted Christians, and Jesus said, "Why are you persecuting me?" And Jesus changed his name from Saul to Paul. You had Esther, who was merely just another wife, but God said that, "No, I'm going to use you for such a time as this." This shows me that God is showing us that it's not about us. We need to look about. Him. We need to look at Him, and who He is how gracious he is, how loving he is, how kind he is. And despite our past, despite our our lineage, despite where we are today, God wants to use us, which is why he wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to remember that it's not a behavior modification like John shared a few weeks ago, but it does say in the word that you shall know a tree by its fruit. So there is work that we do need to do. And before I go into the work that we should be doing, I just want to go back to the definition of what holy actually is, right? So holy is to be set apart. God is holy, meaning that he is set apart from everything that is not God. And God's people must be holy, being set apart by sin. So this doesn't necessarily mean that we're never going to to sin again. No, it just means that we are going to be intentional about being holy. And being in, a wor- in this world, let's be honest, there is so much pressure every single day to not be holy. There is so much pressure to be like the world, to complain like the world, to lie like the world. Sorry, boss, I can't come in because I'm sick when that's not the truth. You know, there is so many opportunities for us to be like the world. But it says in Romans, do not be conformed by the world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. And what I love about this scripture and what I love about the Bible in general is that it says these things because it knows that we are going to find it difficult. Because we are living in this world, it knows that we are going to find it hard. However, we can take courage because it says in 1 Corinthians 10:13 that when we are tempted... He will also provide a way out so that we can endure. And I just want to encourage us this morning that if you are feeling tempted and you feel tired and you feel like you're caving in and you're tired of this vicious cycle of doing the same thing because you've been trying to do it your way, you've been trying to fight the battle your way without understanding that the battle belongs to God, I want you to take heart and know that you can rely on the Holy Spirit. You can rely on him to actually help you. I'm walking this way because Phil knows why I'm walking this way. But you can literally have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't need to be technical. It doesn't need to be spiritual. You can really be honest with the Holy Spirit and sit down with him and say, Holy Spirit, I'm finding this very hard I've been going through this cycle. I've been doing this thing over and over again. I pray on Monday and I say, do you know what? I'm gonna change. By Wednesday, I'm doing the same thing. I go to church. I sing the praise and worship songs. I ask for prayer, but something is not not shifting. Holy Spirit, I've been trying to do it my way. I've been trying to do it with my strength. But can you help me? Can you help me overcome this? Can I partner with you and say, do you know what? I'm not doing it in my strength anymore. I'm doing it with you. That's how honest we can be. Like I said, it doesn't have to be technical, but that's how honest we can be with the Holy Spirit. We can talk to him like we will talk to our closest friend. And he will listen. And the truth is, It may not happen straight away. The change may not come straight away. But it will come in Jesus' name. When I was getting ready this morning, this was an addition. I was getting ready this morning. I was doing my ironing. And, you know, I had everything set. And then I heard the Holy Spirit also talking. Because I wanted to talk about, you know, ways in which um, you can see evidence of us being filled with the Holy Spirit. I wanted to end with that. But then... The Holy Spirit said that he wants us to also remember to not be too busy, that the Holy Spirit cannot, can no longer dwell in us, and that the anointing leaves us. And if we go back to, to Saul, King Saul, you know, he was anointed king. God was using him. God used him to fight battles. And then Saul got to the place where he wanted, you know, to feel like a big man. This is London um, terminology big man I'm from London by the way <laughs> but he wanted to feel big he wanted to feel mighty and sometimes God would say to him you know go go somewhere destroy everything and yes at first he was doing it but then after that he, he started becoming a bit greedy God said destroy everyone but he would leave some people I, I believe that he he was supposed to um, destroy a king as well but he kept the king he was supposed to not take any of the belongings he kept it he was so busy trying to see how he could be, how he could elevate himself, that he forgot that God had anointed him and God wanted him to do something for His kingdom and not for soul. And I believe sometimes we can get so busy that it's hard for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This world wants us to do so many things, and this world encourages us, you know, be busy, chase success, chase and money, go on holiday. But what is God saying to you? And and I wanted to be honest, and I brought a crutch. So um, back last year, February 2021, are we in 2022 or 2023? February 2022. Um, So I had given birth to my second child in November 2021. Um, And then, I don't know what it is, maybe some mums can relate, but because it was my second child, I felt like, do you know what? I don't want to just feel like a mum. Prior to having her, I was running my charity I was doing life coaching I was working and I felt like I don't just want to be a mum now I don't know why but I just felt this need to like do something so after two months after giving birth um, I went straight into life coaching I didn't take time off work from my charity work I was doing agency work and I had it all like I had it all planned out I was planning holidays and everything. Like I just thought and I remember my husband, Sherman, was just like, Why are you doing all of this stuff? Like just relax. We came to Nottingham. We moved to Nottingham two years ago, but we came because it was cheaper than London. So one person could, you know, we could live on one person's salary. But I was in a rush to go back to work. I was like, Yeah, you know, I know you're covering the bills, but I wanna go on holiday. I wanna cover this and that and that. So I remember Back in So, yeah, last year, I believe it was in January, and I was very tired. And obviously, as you know, with a newborn, you're barely sleeping. And then I've got my toddler that has lots of energy. I'm taking him to nursery. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to do all of these things. And I remember having a dream. And in the dream, I looked like I was laying down in a hospital. And I was just like, what is going on? But again, I just thought, you know what? I'm busy. It's just a dream. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. So then carried on, kept on going. And again, I'm so busy that I don't have enough time to pray. My prayer is literally, thank you God for today. Thank you, Jesus' name, amen. That was my prayer. My Bible was like, okay, the verses of the day have come up. Let me just read it quickly. I wasn't really being filled with the Holy Spirit. So I went to London February 2022 for the half term. I went out with my friends and then we went out for dinner and I kept on saying to them, I feel very tired we were literally having like, mid, in mid-conversation, I kept on saying, I'm just really tired guys. So we left the restaurant, um, I was going I was going to the train station and then I started limping. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really limping. Got to a station next to my mom's house. Usually you can just take the bus, but I couldn't walk properly at, from the train station so I had to get the Uber. So then I got in and then my mum was there with the baby and my son, they were all sleeping. So, so I said to my mum, let me take the baby and go upstairs on the, the second floor to go to bed. Called Shema and I said, I'm back home now, but I'm in a lot of pain. Like, I'm in a lot of pain. Let me just go to sleep. So, an hour, two hours later, I'm in excruciating pain where my whole body feels like it's on fire. And I'm, I'm resting with my baby. She's like three months old. And my mum usually panics quite quickly. So, I didn't want to wake up my mum. I didn't want to wake up my brother, so I said, you know what, Pam, let's just try and get to the toilet. So I started to just go like this. I started walking to the toilet and I was, it felt like I was stepping on glass. It literally felt like I was stepping on glass. So then I said, okay, let me call Shamo. He was sleeping, so he, he, I couldn't get through to him. It was three o'clock in the morning. So then I started crawling down to the first floor and I said, mom, I'm in pain, I need help. So I was stuck on the, um, the, the like the banister she called my brother he had to then help me into the living room we called 111 we called my sister who's a nurse they said that it's probably sciatica we'll get you some you know some pain relief in the morning you can call your gp so then took paracetamol took ibuprofen i couldn't leave the the living room i couldn't leave the living room so then the morning came i still couldn't sleep nothing was working so then i started the pain started getting really worse and then I said, oh, where? you know, the GP hasn't called me. They said the GP would call me. The GP has not called me. So then I started shaking. I was getting really cold. And then I'm speaking to the the GP now because I've gotten through to him. And I said, you know, they said you were going to give me um, pain relief. You haven't given it. And they said, "Why why are you shaking? And I said, I'm shaking because I'm cold. And he said, no, you need to get off the phone now. Someone needs to call 999 for you. As soon as he said that, I had already passed out. And my brother was already on the phone calling 999. And my mum, she's very prayerful. She started getting oil and praying for me. Fast forward, the ambulance come, my temperature is nearly 38, 39 degrees. My heart rate is double, um, double what it should be. They said, we need to get you to hospital straight away. Get to hospital, I'm doing all of these checks. They're giving me all of these medication, it's not working. Um, the other doctor comes and she says, you know, I've tried to give you everything. We've done so many tests. And at this point, I'm feeling very tired. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is why I had Zariah, my second child, because she wasn't planned. And I said, maybe... Because God wanted Shemo to have the two kids, so that if I go, you know, because I was already thinking I'm, I'm definitely I'm out of here, like literally. And then I was like maybe that and maybe this, and hopefully Shemo goes to my mom's house, you know, for dinner every Sunday. So I'm just, I'm already just thinking I'm, I'm going, I'm off. And then she comes with a senior doctor, and he says, yeah, you know, it's just sciatica. This is how it is. You'll be fine. But then she said she came, she comes into the room and she says. Pam, I don't think this is sciatica because you're in a really bad state, so I'm going to put you on a particular antibiotic. So then we get to the morning, they come, I, I see other doctors, and then they say, you know, we can't believe that a young, healthy girl like you was still trying to figure out how you've come in with sepsis. You were just on the verge of dying yesterday, but my, my colleague saved your life because she put you on an antibiotic that actually is there to treat the sepsis. And I was just like, wow, how did this happen? Because I was so busy. Because when God was telling me to calm down, I was still trying to just go, 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 that I didn't even realize a few weeks before I wasn't actually feeling well. I should have gone to the doctors, but I was too busy working. So I said to God, wow, how has this happened? And, and usually God speaks to me in dreams. I had a dream literally the day after And there was this evangelist and she was preaching or evangelizing and in the dream I'm walking and she says, you see this woman? This woman there, she was just about to die, but God saved her. Death was at her doorstep, but God saved her. And then I woke up and I was just like, wow, the goodness of God. But this is why it's important that when we are living this life, we do it with the Holy Spirit because there are consequences to when we don't, when we're not filled with the Holy Spirit. And the band can come up at this time. I'm going to start wrapping up. But evidence of actually being filled with the Holy Spirit, like I said, it says that you should know a tree by its fruit, right? We know that scripture. I'm sure we do. Thank you. Thank you. We should know a tree by its fruit. And we, we should see evidence of us being filled with the Holy Spirit. Our prayer time should show that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, how can we do this life without praying? How can we even begin our day without asking God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, what have you asked me to do today? Because we can be missing out on speaking to a loved one. We can be missing out on interceding for the world. If we do not have that prayer time, also gathering with the saints, this gathering is so important. But again, John has said this and other people have said this. What are we, how are we gathering after Sunday, during the week? In in, a, in the, the book of Acts, we see that it says that the apostles gathered together. They ate together. They fellowshiped together. They prayed together. And my goodness, did they see miracles. Miracles took place. Healing took place. And how can that happen if we do not gather with the saints? Being filled with the Holy Spirit, we should also see that our our faith is increasing, our faith is rising, that despite whatever the situation looks like, we know who our God is. And who tells us who our God is? The Holy Spirit. Increasing in forgiveness. When Stephen was being stoned, He literally said, Father, forgive them. They were killing him. And he said, Father, forgive him, forgive them. You see, it doesn't have to be that severe, but when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we are reminded that the people that we hold on forgiveness, that they're God's people, they're God's children that they're not perfect the same way that we're not perfect. The same way that we ask for God's mercy and grace every single day is the same way that we can say, do you know what, God, they've hurt me, but Father, I forgive them because you have forgiven me. Praying for the needs of others in the world. We have become so self-absorbed, especially in my generation. We've become so self-absorbed. We're looking at How can people serve us? How can this serve us? How can we make more money? How can we do all of this stuff that we are forgetting? That life is not about us. We are not the hero in the story. We are not the reason. We're here for Jesus. It's not about us. But if we're so self-absorbed, if we're so focused on ourselves, how can we think about the needs of others? How can we serve? Lastly, we need to have a kingdom mindset and a heavenly perspective, even during times of testing and tribulation. When I came back from Congo, I went to Congo, I had to, my friend from college, I'm gonna try not to get emotional. I had to bury my friend from college. Back in college, she was fine. I'd met her um, in first year of college. Second year, she developed kidney failure and she tried to get another kidney and the kidney failed. She was from Ghana. Her cousin from Ghana came um, to, to offer her a kidney. That happened. Then the kidney failed. So she, has been, she had been on dialysis for over 10, 12, 13 years. And dialysis is a, it's a very, it's a it's very complicated. But anyway, she was on her last try and I hadn't spoken to her for a long time. And this is why I say it's so important to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I hadn't spoken to her for a long time. And then I messaged her like something silly that we used to say in college and she just liked it and I got offended. I said, oh, why has she just liked it? And, you know, not responded. Little did I know that she was fighting for her life. Her doctors had already said that. doctors had already said that she had one more go one more go and I got offended had I not gotten offended maybe the Holy Spirit could have spoken to me a bit more to understand that she's going through something and I need to pray for her that even if it's her time to go home even if God is calling her home, that I should pray and I got offended a few weeks later I found out that she had died she had another kidney transplant The body rejected it. And at her funeral, her brother shared the scripture that I didn't write down, but it's that you finished the good fight, you ran your race. And I can honestly say that she ran her race and she fought the good fight. And the pastor encouraged us and said, Look, remember, We are not here forever. We are mourning today, but she is already in heaven in eternity. And she is rejoicing and she's resting in God the Father. We need to have a heavenly perspective. We need to have a kingdom mindset. The world needs us. The world needs us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're living in a world where there is so much need and we need to come out of our shell. We need to come out of being so self-absorbed and ask God, what can I do for you? How can I be of service to you, Father? How can I serve you? How can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? How can you empower me? We really need to pray that prayer and be so genuine and forget that it's not about us. It's about Jesus Christ who died for us and was born again and will come again. So I want to encourage you this morning to genuinely ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, to fill you with his love. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's happened, but I know that the Holy Spirit can fill you. And when he fills you, I know that you will feel the love of the Father. I know that you will have the strength that you think that you don't have because guess what? You're right. You don't have it. It's Jesus that strengthens us. It's Jesus that empowers us. It's Jesus that lifts us up. So don't do it by yourself anymore. Don't do it in your own strength. Know that Jesus is with you and know that he's left the Holy Spirit for you to know that he is with you until he comes. Be filled with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name.